Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. The motel and the streetlight. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. In the city palms Call me what you want when you want if you want And you can call me names if you call me up Three nights at the motel Under street lights In the city palms Call me what you want when you want if you want Dominique Fike, underrated, great track This is a great show too Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television. Missed anything in the first hour? Listen on the podcast. Podcast is available on all your podcasting platforms. Spotify is what I really like to use, but you can find them anywhere. Please rate, review, subscribe, all those good things. You can also go to the 1029ESPN.com station website, click on the podcast tab. Podcast proudly presented by the Blackfoot Communications as well as the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you want to listen live to the show, that's easy as well. Right there at 1029ESPN.com. You can just click on the Listen Live tab. There you'll find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. And if you want to give us a call, it's easy as well. 361-3688. That's 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Brooks Nuana is back in action. We actually recorded this a little bit earlier this week, but some reactions from Brooks on Jeff Choate moving on to Texas as the defensive coordinator and what might uh, be in place for the Bobcats. What's the key characteristics Montana State needs to find in its next head football coach? Also, an emerging candidate. He's got Pac-12 ties. I'm hearing from several people he is not just emerging, that he's going to be the next head Bobcat coach. You can go find that report, skylinesportsmt.com. I'm not going to tell you who, but go check it out. Two weeks ago to the day, Jeff Choate took a job as the defensive coordinator at the University of Texas, 
We've been breaking it down a lot on this show, but it's big news because Montana State still has not hired a new head football coach. Earlier this week, Brooks Nuanas and I broke this down. Uh, so here's a little bit of our conversation on what this means for the current staff. Will they be retained? What are the options going forward for Montana State? And why haven't we seen a hire yet? Brooks Nuanas from SkylineSportsMT.com on Jeff Choate. Moving on to Texas. And we've got it tracked to SkylineSportsMT.com. We're expecting an announcement pretty darn soon here. Uh, from Montana State for the replacement for Jeff Choate. And, uh, Brooks, we've hardly talked. We hardly even got you on the record as far as uh, your direct reaction. We talked all about Choate and his potentially leaving for Boise. Then that didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, ghosts in the night, Montana State has a head of football coach opening, and uh, he's not taking any of his staff with him. So your immediate reaction to when Choate left for Texas a couple Fridays ago. Yeah, it's been a, a crazy time. Uh I think there's a lot of reactions. I think that there's, it touches every, the whole gamut, you know, the whole spectrum of reactions. I think this kind of plays into shocked for sure. Not surprised at the same time, because I think Jeff Cho was always destined for quote unquote, bigger and better things just by the nature of his person. He's a really gifted coach and a really gifted person. So I always saw him kind of climbing the ladder. I thought Boise state was kind of the, the right idea though. We did talk about that being, what I thought is not the right move for him at this exact moment, but it was kind of the right level of, of the size of school and the regionality of it and kind of where he's from Idaho and has coached a lot Northwest. Texas was out of left field. So there was a lot of shock in that, but you also can't, can't be surprised if someone gets offered um, a high level coaching position at the university of Texas that they take it. Of course they do. Um, and I'm happy for Jeff Cho because you know, he did build something pretty cool in Bozeman. Uh, the program has, has been on an upward trajectory. It's gotten better every year. Uh, the, you know, the kids speak so highly of him. Uh, so not, not surprised in that sense that he did get an opportunity. But University of Texas, you know, we're talking about a top three or four program in the country, you know, maybe not wins-wise in the last decade or so, but overall just, you know, one of the most impressive uh, football cultures and football programs in, in the history of college football. So huge opportunity for Jeff Choate, you know, excited for him on that front. Um, but yeah, he's not taking any of his staff, which is really interesting because usually a, I kind of see him as a head coach, you know, through and through, though he's so good at coaching individual, individual positions. I saw him kind of his next move being a head coaching move and likely would take some of the staff. So the whole staff is intact at Montana state. That makes this coaching search significantly different than the ones we've done in the past. That's the part that is so interesting because you have 10 guys who remain on staff who all deserve to have their jobs. I mean, you have a couple guys who never even coached a game at Montana State and Justin Udy and, and Jimmy Beal. And then you have a whole bunch of other guys that were uh, part of back-to-back playoff teams. There's not a single guy on the staff besides Byron Howe. Brian Armstrong and B.J. Robertson that have been there for the full four years. But the rest of the staff, they've been there for back-to-back playoff appearances, including a run to the semifinals. So pretty hard to uh, to say that those guys don't deserve to stay, You know, especially when it's like your alma mater, like Bobby Daly. So uh, you really hope that something gets worked out. But then on the other side of that, how are you going to hire a coach when you tell him, hey, you have to keep – the entire staff. I don't know if that's realistic either. That's never a procedure I've really seen take place either, unless you promote from within and have an interim coach. So uh, I guess there's a whole bunch of ways we can go with this, a whole bunch of places to start. Let's start at the very beginning. Kane Ione was a guy that I think that uh, you, 
me, everybody else involved at Montana State all thought that was going to be the head coach someday, and it looked like the someday was coming more quickly than we ever expected. And then all of a sudden, Canayon gets a different job. And I think that there's a lot of timing that went into this. I think that Kane was uh, probably gearing up to maybe be the interim coach when Choate was on his way out to Boise. When Choate didn't get the Boise job, and maybe Kane was on his way to Boise with Choate as well. Who knows? But when Choate didn't get the Boise job, then all of a sudden the the dominoes fell. The Pete Krakowski connections to Boise State, the Jeff Cho connections to Boise State, and all of a sudden, Kane Ione has a job to Boise State. But then all of a sudden, Montana State's open, and he could have been involved in the search, but there's no guarantee that he was going to get the head job at Montana State if they were going to open it up to a national search. And so then all of a sudden, the guy that I think a lot of people thought was someday going to be the Bobcat head coach is not. He's the defensive coordinator at Boise State. So, I mean, what's your analysis of the Kane Ione situation? Yeah, I can't. I can't believe Montana State let him get away. Uh, I think it's probably a mistake. Uh, you know, if Kane starts climbing a ladder of being the co-DC at Boise State, the safeties coach, which you know it's a position that he's thrived at as well as linebackers, it, he may not come back around. And I, I think right now that would probably be the money where I put my money is that if he starts climbing this, gets into a different coaching tree that doesn't have anything to do with Montana State, then that's kind of where you ride. That's where, where you make the money. And this is, you know, that's also, when you say it out loud, it's kind of the hard part of this whole thing. Uh, you know, I understand it deeply, and it doesn't bother me really at all. But it is tough to, to say that this is all about money, and it's really not about the kids the players. Uh, you know, Jeff Chen always says, the only reason the of have jobs is the players. The only reason anyone shows up on Saturdays is the players. Well, the players don't get paid. And, and really, these guys are making decisions based on money. And Kane Ione, like you say, could you risk being in the coaching search and not get it? then could you risk sitting around and hoping that the next coach retains you when you could get double the money and start climbing a ladder at a, at a really cool program in Boise State regionally where, you know, you have some coaches on that staff that you're familiar with, like Matt Miller. Um, and you get, like I said, you get into a different coaching tree. It's hard to blame him for that as well. Um, but I really do think it was probably a mistake for Montana State to not somehow try to slow play him a little bit more. And, and certainly there could have been some aspects that we didn't internally that we didn't weren't a part of, um, and maybe Kane was just out. But I think that overall, I mean, there really wasn't even like a goodbye party. There really wasn't even a, a big message for the program about losing what many consider the greatest Bobcat of all time. Uh, you know, kind of like you said, in the middle of the night, it's kind of crazy that you wouldn't try harder to retain him. So I, I think it's prob- probably a mistake. You know, I'm happy for Kane. I don't know exactly what his cr- career trajectory is. He's still a really young guy. You know, I've, I've watched Kane coach a lot, a lot for a lot of years, and uh, he is a good coach, and he has gotten to be a better coach, but he's still not an elite coach by any means. Um, I think he's got some interesting recruiting tools, um, but over, overall, I think he's still a young guy. So we'll see how that plays out, but uh, again, I think it's probably a mistake. What do you think, Colter? Do you think that was a mistake for them? I think time will tell. I just think that it's it's crazy. Every once in a while in sports, you get a situation where somebody has a proclaimed destiny, and it's always crazy to me when that person doesn't fulfill said destiny. When the when the destiny does not go fulfilled, is it's such a weird thing. And I think that I mean, Kane Ione has been Mr. Bobcat. He's he's not yet forty, yet he's been with the program for twenty years. He's widely considered the, one of the greatest players of the modern generation, and absolutely one of the greatest players in school history. If they hadn't already retired four numbers, I think he'd have his number retired. But I just don't think you can get away with retiring more than four, else you won't have enough numbers for your team. But uh, you know, I think that it's a, I think the most unfortunate part of this whole thing to me 
and again, I'm very happy for Kane on a personal level for his opportunity. I think it's a big time opportunity, and who knows where his career might lead, and if it does, maybe potentially lead him back to Montana State. But uh, I think that. The saddest part about this is that his departure has gotten completely overshadowed by Choate, and that's the whole, uh, I think the crux of this whole thing is that Jeff Choate is so big in every way that he overshadows everything, and I think that's his one of his greatest strengths because that's what makes him such a great leader, but I also think it's one of his greatest weaknesses because it comes with an inherent sense of selfishness as well. And I think that at the end of the day, when you break this down, it's hard to turn down millions of dollars to go to Texas. It's hard to turn down the opportunity to go work for who a guy who just was the offensive coordinator for the greatest offense in the history of college football, but at the same time, you're a dad, Brooks. You know, it, it, I can't. I can't imagine having a conversation with my son that I'm leaving and he's going to stay at Montana State when that was the whole, the whole. That's another point of destiny. You're supposed to play for your dad at Montana State, and then it doesn't get to be fulfilled. And I think that's the unfortunate part about the Kane Ione situation is that. Kane has not gotten nearly the shine that he deserves because we've been covering a coaching search. All the media is trying to track what's going on with the football team. We're covering Cat Grizz basketball getting canceled. And in the meantime, I've seen one interview with Kane Ione. And part of that's on us. I mean, I need to reach out to him. Kane's a friend. He's been so good to me, so good to us. But I just think that uh, he didn't get necessarily the send-off that he deserves. Yeah, no, not at all. It's it's pretty unfortunate. I, I, like I, I mentioned it, I don't think it's all on Montana State because, you know, it's kind of like he left them. How much do you have to do to, you know, praise a guy who's not even barely – he's not 40 yet. You know, it's not like we're going to induct him into a Hall of Fame um, as a retired coach or something. Like, you know, he's still fresh and young in his, in his, in his coaching career. So I, I don't know whose role it is. Like you say, it's, it, it partly is on us, but also – you know, what, what, what do we have to ask him? Why did you leave? I mean, he left for more money and, and left for a better opportunity and left for a real job that is secure and, and, and guaranteed um, with a new staff in an exciting place. It's been one of the best programs in college football in the last 15 to 20 years. So, yeah, I, I guess I kind of feel sad for Cade. That, that's Choke. You know, that's Choke. Look at Choke. Uh, if you haven't watched his, his, his goodbye press conference from his home, um, you know, Choate likes himself some show, and that's a good thing. That's kind of what you need in this business. But, um, you know, Choate's, I think his family will stay in Bozeman, and, and Jory will stay on the Cats, and his daughter will stay in high school, and Janet will stay stay around and be bomb, and, and Choate will go off and, and do whatever he does, you know. And parts of that are, are sad, for sure, just because it was a fun ride to, to watch a program that was kind of in shambles and watch Choke break it down even further to the absolute ground bottom and then build it up to be you know, top four team in the country and a really exciting brand of football that we've talked about extensively of, of you know, punching the mouth, play defense, run the football, you know, everything that we've always loved about football. It was, it was a pretty fun ride. So uh, a little bit sad on both sides, but definitely for Kane. It is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Listening to a conversation from earlier this week featuring Brooks Nuanas and myself, Coulter Nuanas, breaking down the head coaching opening for the Montana State football team. Right now it's Super Bowl week. Tom Brady's playing in the Super Bowl. I think some people in America are rooting for Tom Brady. Most people in America are rooting against Tom Brady. Our mom always asks me, 
Why is it that you don't like Tom Brady? He's such a, a success story. He came from a sixth-round draft pick to become a six-time Super Bowl champion. He's a great competitor, a great leader. He's a winner. Why don't you like him? I think that the number one thing that really comes off is that he lacks authenticity because he lacks vulnerability. And even when he's failed, the triumphs have never been on full display in terms of uh, how much they are steeped in emotion or how much you know the, the failure led to the triumph. It's seems as if it's just this robotic marching uh, that that is just, it doesn't have the, the heartfelt, it doesn't have the blood in it that we want. And I think that's why Jeff Choate, from our perspective, is one of the great characters from a storytelling perspective that we've ever come across in any form or fashion in all of life. Jeff Choate, because of how bold and uh, singular he is, he is a tragedy and a romance all wrapped up into one. And that's what made him so great. It's Mike Kramer is like that too. Kramer said in America, we love to see the hero fall only to get back up, only to crawl his way back up to the top of the mountain. And I think that was what was so fascinating about Choate is when he came in, he had such a bold way of wanting to do things and he tore that thing to the ground. And there's a lot of people that say, well, the program was broken. It was, there's a lot of people that say, well, the cupboard was bare. That's not true. They had talent. They just need, they needed to revitalize their talent to be sure. But they lost their first six Big Sky games for a whole bunch of reasons that didn't have to do with no talent. They lost their first Big Sky games because they had a guy that was not prepared to be a head coach. And he has said he has said this on the record. I mean, he said it in his last interview. He said, my first year, I was trying to be the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the special teams coach, and the D-line coach. I had to figure out how to not do that. But that's why the story, the arc of the story was so beautiful because you had this guy who had massive flaws, who recognized those flaws, who told the world about the flaws, and then who fixed the flaws. And Montana State, for all the ways that we could knock them over the last four years, every time we that they had a glaring issue, it seemed as if, even if it wasn't up to the timely matter that we wanted, they would fix it. And I think that was another testament to Choate, his ability to self-scout, be self-aware, and... Uh, and really get the program back on track. So then that leads me into then what I think is the future here. Because this is a situation where all the coaches besides Choate remain on staff, you have a talented roster flush with premier players led by, of course, Troy Anderson, but you also have Amandre Williams, Chase Benson, John Clark, the transfer from Washington, You know, a bunch of senior linebackers that have played a bunch of football Guys like Michael Jobman, you know, guys like Ty Okada, Tyrell Thomas, you know, on down the line. And then on offense, of course, a, whole, a veteran offensive line led by Lewis Kidd and Taylor Tuiasa Sopo, a stable full of running backs led by Isaiah Fonse. Demarius Hosey, a bunch of receivers who who knows if they, I mean, they've, they've played a lot of football. They haven't caught a lot of passes, but they've played a lot of football, guys like Lance McCutcheon. Um, and so it seems like they have all of the pieces in place except the leader of the ship, the leader of the organization. So, Brooks, in your mind, what sort of, I mean, do they need to try to replicate Choate from a stylistic perspective, or what is the ideal hire here for Montana State? That's the you're right. It's the craziest part. I don't think you can stylistically mirror exactly. Choke because no one can. There's a, a, there's nothing like Choke. What what? A lot of times, I don't think that he even has a style. It's it's just what do we got, and that's what we'll do. And he clearly, and you know, I've spoken about this 
for the last better part of five years, he can't recruit quarterbacks. It's just, it's just a fact. There's just no way around it. We'll see if Matt McKay ever plays, if Matt McKay has any talent. But as far as the quarterback position, they've never really had one, except Troy Anderson, who was first team all league as a linebacker playing quarterback, which has got to be the most nuts thing that ever happened in the Jeff Choate era. But there's plenty of those. That's the fun part about Jeff Choate. I don't think you can mirror the offense. So I don't know what they do with their coaching staff. Um, I don't know what they do stylistically. I think that clearly there's no one's going to, there's not, there's no one in the country that you could hire for this job. That's going to want to run the football the same way. I mean, you might want to run the football a ton, especially that first year, but you're going to want to throw the ball because that just what football is, especially in 2021. Joe was not about that period. I mean, of course there's games where Tucker Robing played well and there's games where, they threw the ball downfield a couple times. But overall, I mean, everyone's seen this style for the last four years. I don't think that they'll be able to to do the same style. I don't think they'll be able to run the ball the same amount that they have. Just in general, there's coaching staffs just won't necessarily want to. And who knows if, like, Justin Udi stays around. We haven't seen what Udi's offense looks like or what kind of development he can put into a quarterback. I have so many Bobcat people telling me that, you know, if everyone on the staff leaves, the only guy they got to keep is Justin Udy. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why people think that. Um, maybe there's, they know something I don't know. I don't necessarily am not in that camp. Um, he's a really young guy. I don't see how a new coach doesn't bring a coordinator with them, um, especially if it's a first-time coach or, or, or not. Everyone who wants to be a head coach has their list of guys. If I were a head coach, this is my coordinators, if I could. These, here's my number one, here's my number two. I don't think they're going to come in and just keep the whole staff. But we've heard a lot of internal um, rumblings that that's a big part of this athletic department's goal is to keep a huge chunk of the staff during COVID for player retention, for coaching retention, just in general with, with COVID not, you know, not kicking people to the curb in such a weird time of, the, of life. All that's very weird. So I, I don't think that they can be the same. And I don't know how you could be the same. Um, as, as I said off the top there, Cho didn't have a style. What, did, what do you like to do on offense, Jeff Cho? He doesn't know. I don't think we're going to, we're going to run the ball. Oh, okay. That's a a way that is a style of offense, but it's just a more of an element of offense. Um, They run the triple option with usually a single back out of the gun. (laughs) I've never really seen that. I don't think anyone's really seen that. It's not even like a hybrid RPO. It's, it's truly just like the option half the time with a non-running quarterback. I don't think that that style is going to come anywhere from any other coaching staff, no matter at Montana State or not. It is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Listening to a conversation from earlier this week featuring Brooks Nuanas and myself, Coulter Nuanas, breaking down the head coaching opening for the Montana State football team. But they have the biggest portion of the equation figured out, right? I think this is the thing that gets lost on the people in the stands that are screaming and yelling at the play callers, is that all the plays in the world, okay, if you got the dudes, you got the dudes. And that's what Montana – I mean, Montana State against NAU in 2019. Nothing was going right. It was a foggy, cold, wet day, slippery. Nobody could throw the ball. And NAU's kicking the shit out of Montana State. What does is, what is Choate and, and Matt Miller do? They call everybody in and they say, here's the deal, boys. We're going to just run it straight up their ass. And then they ran the exact same play 23 times in a row. They ran zone read with Travis Johnson playing quarterback and a variety of guys playing running back. And they rallied from down 17 points to win going away. 
and I've never really seen something like it, but it was like this turning point where they realized, okay, we can make our game plans and all this stuff. We can play the chess match, but when it gets to be nut-cutting time, let's roll. We're just going to pound you, and I think that's where you know you can talk about replicating the play calling and stuff like that. I think it's secondary because if you just have a coach that can inspire the guys, they have the personnel where they really can just blow you off the ball and run it down your throat. I mean, I, I've never seen a quote-unquote power run team that averages 6.7 yards per carry and gets at least five gash plays a game. You're talking at least five runs of 20 yards a game every single game, and that's why all of the criticism about them not being able to throw the ball, it, it's its a little bit uh, irrelevant because if you can get seven yards of carry, why would you run the ball or why would you throw the ball? A portion of my conversation with Brooks Nuanas from the Big Sky Breakdown, you can listen to the whole analysis, about an hour and 15 minutes. Go to SkylineSportsMT.com. You can find it there. Got to get out because we're going to share with you one more time. Travis Johnson, Montana State alum and a practice squad wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's the only guy with Montana ties to be playing in this big game on Saturday. His new one is now 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 5415000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Duanas. We're coming to you live every Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you want to find us online, go check out our Facebook page, Facebook backslash ESPN Missoula. Got some good stuff on there. Got our uh, special from Warden's Market for the Super Sunday, their Sunday fun day. They got a great deal going on for you, 100 bucks for a, just a variety of snacks and, and goodness. So go check out Warden's Market. We also, uh, Grizz Greats. The silver anniversary of the 1995 national champions. We continue to roll out those podcasts. I'll get, get some out to you next week. I'm planning on doing about three each of the next two weeks to just get this thing all the way out. We do have seven episodes left, but uh, 25 episodes in 25 weeks. It's kind of been dragging on, so I want to get them all out there. But we did commission a painting for the Grizz Greats, and so go check out ESPN uh, Facebook page, and you can find that painting there. We're selling prints for $100. Posters for 25 We also got sweatshirts and T-shirts. Uh, super sweet. And it was painted by former Grizz wide receiver Ryan Bagley as well. So uh, you're helping out a former Grizz if you if you uh, go make a purchase like that. Speaking of former standout wide receivers, Travis Johnson played his football at Montana State at the latter part of his career. Former number one recruit in the, in the entire country coming out of high school as a dual-threat quarterback. And uh, he's on the practice squad now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a first-team All-Big Sky guy at Montana State the last two years as a receiver, even though he was a quarterback in high school. And he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad. Here's Travis Johnson with Sean Rainey earlier this week. How, what do we feel? How are we feeling right now? It's obviously probably exciting, crazy, a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's crazy. I think my biggest... Feelings came after the game. 
uh, when we won. I think that was the moment I was like, wow, we're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, the team deserves it, especially the guys that have been here for a long time. So I'm really happy for those guys and my fellow teammates. But I don't think it's really hit me yet just because I know we still got uh, to a full week of practice. So I think that's where my think my focus is, is on practice. But I think when I when I when we have practice, you see the all the Super Bowl banners everywhere. You see all the events getting set up. So I think that's like the wild one. It's like wow, we're in the Super Bowl and we're playing in our home stadium. So I think that's that's crazy. Let's just let's start with you and what your role has been and what, what it's been like for you, what a week looks like for you, you know, what they have you doing. Like, are you are you working with wide receivers and mostly in practice or Taysom Hill like one week? Yeah, so I'm I'm a, that's my position. So I'm with them all the time. And then when there's a, you know, a wildcat quarterback for a team that we're about to play like Taysom Hill, then I'll replicate him that week. But for example, like a Monday, we just lift, we lift, eat. Uh, we have a Zoom meeting for the rookies. And then Tuesday is – what do we do that day? I think we just meet. We meet Tuesday as well. And we get COVID tested every day. So every day before we get in the building, get COVID tested, then go on with our normal schedule. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, those are our practice days. So wake up, get COVID tested, meetings, meetings, meetings practice, meetings, meetings, and I'm back home. So usually my days range from like 7 a.m. to about 4, 4.30, and those are those are my days. Are you – do you travel on away games? Yeah, so I, I didn't travel during the regular season, but the playoff games, I went to every single one of them. What, what was that like being at Lambeau and just being on the sidelines for that? It was, it was great just because, I mean, the environment, the – you know, you're battling for the NFC championship and you're also battling to go to the Super Bowl. So it's a great feeling. I wish I could be out there, but just supporting those guys and knowing that they're giving it their all for themselves, each other and the organization, you know, and the chance to make history of having a, a home game at the Super Bowl. So those games are great. Uh, and they had fans at, you know, Lambeau. So that was pretty cool. Um, so you got to see how wild those fans get. But every time I've traveled, it's been a great experience a practice squad player knowing like putting in all the work and everything. And then I'm sure as a competitor, you want to be out there playing and that must be tough, but in a year, especially where like, Oh, like how would you just describe what? Um, yeah, I, w I wish I could be out there, but you know, everything is a, uh, is a process, especially being an undrafted free agent. And especially if you look at our receiver room, it's insane. You know, Mike Evans, uh, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, you know, the list, you know, two more. But those are, you know, some great receivers. So it's kind of hard to get on the field when you have a room like that. But uh, every every practice is my game day. So I treat my practice like my game day. And I'm ready to go to work because as a, as a practice squad player, you never know when you can get cut, you know. So you have to take advantage of every single day. And also make an impression on the coaches, you know, so they can sign you back the following year. So, you know, the life as a private squad player, it's, it's great. You know, you're on the team. You just don't play in the games. But, you know, you, you got to bring it every day to give the defense a great look. And also just to make sure you stay on the team. And, you know, hopefully you can battle out of position for next year. How, how enjoyable is it? Oh, I love it. I love I'm just blessed every day to be here. And I'm just happy I get to you know, wake up as a as a Buccaneer every single day, just from looking at my past, you know, 
things that I had to, you know, the adversity I had to fight, you know, being up, being down and coming back up, switching positions, you know, there's not a day that comes by that, you know, I just, I'm just thankful to be here and I love going to work and going against the guys. I mean, you mentioned obviously the, the wide receivers that are in your room, but like you get an up close look at Tom Brady, an experience that not many get. I think it's it's crazy because he talks to the team, but it's like his presence. I think that's the craziest thing is that the presence he has, as soon as he, you know, is about to go up for a snap and just the overall energy from our team is the expectations. You know, it's like we expect to go to the Super Bowl. We expect to win each game. We expect to get as far as we possibly can. We expect the ring. So it's just crazy how – you know, he doesn't really have to say much. There's just this type of energy and, like, every single rep that the players have, they're trying to show their best. You know, they're trying to practice their best. So that's, like, I think the craziest thing is not even what he says or what he does. It's just what he brings to the table and what people know him as and that everyone's like, I got to step it up ten, t- ten notches. You know, I thought it was great. I'm trying to be greater, and that's every single day. So, but obviously seeing him, it's crazy. I think I kind of like got past that phase, like what, week two or something like that since I've been here. But uh, just seeing him take command and the guys rallying around him, it's it's good. I just feel like if I was in your position, I'd be kind of nervous. Like, I'm not going to drop this path. I don't want Tom Brady yelling at me, you know? <laughs> mm, there wasn't. It was just because yeah. you don't want to really doubt yourself. So yeah. I, I've trained. I, did a, I think I did a good job training this offseason preparing for – this moment to be here. So you don't, you think in the back of your head, don't drop it. But once, you know, the ball's hiked, you're not thinking about that. You're just, you're just there to catch the ball and that's your job. First time ever that a Super Bowl team is playing at home. How different is that? You guys are obviously more comfortable there and everything like that. So that's got to be, you know, really exciting for you guys. No, it's definitely really exciting. And like, like I said earlier, it's just looking when we're practicing you look to the stadium you see the super bowl banners you know you see events getting set up you know you see at the stadium parking lot you know stages getting built and it's like you know we could walk to the super bowl you know we don't have to go anywhere we do our normal routine nothing's changed so it's just a great chance to make history and i'm really just happy to be a part of it i don't think i can just because i've never this is my first year and i've never you know really this is just my first year. This happens to be a crazy rookie year. The guys told tell me that. The older guys tell me, like, this is something special. Like, you don't know how hard it is to get here. You know, like, all the blood, sweat, and tears, everything. Like, all the high school stuff, the college stuff, it doesn't matter because this is the biggest one out of all of football is the Super Bowl. And they're just telling me, like, man, be grateful for this moment because you never know. You can – this could be your first and last time. You know, obviously you want to chase more, but – you know, this is this doesn't come around often, and it's really hard to get here. So, for those guys, I know it means a lot more. It means a lot to me, but for them, for the other guys, just because of their experience, it really means a lot to them. I know normally when I when I have talked to a couple guys that have you know the week before for the Super Bowl, they say it gets kind of stressful, like with the tickets, they get everybody hitting them up. I don't know with COVID, do you guys get tickets for family? And so, has that been? Has everybody fifth? cousin hitting you up for trying to get to go to the game oh yeah people ask me for tickets but i got a small family so i wasn't i'm not too worried about that and they get they get first dibs so everyone else i'm like my family gets i don't know what to, i don't know what to tell you so what do you what are you most looking forward to as the week progresses and we get closer to the game 
I'm just ready to get to the game. Like we have, I know we got practice this week, but I'm just ready just to like just to watch them play and hopefully you know win that thing. So that's I'm just excited for just to for the Super Bowl just to watch it. So it's gonna be nice. Are you anybody in scout team this week trying to mimic anybody? I know, I know you're. I know you're fast. I don't know if you're Tyree Kill fast. No, no, I ain't. Ty, I ain't Tyree Kill. I ain't Tyree Kill fast. I'm not that fast. But uh, no, this week I'm not mimicking anybody because Tyreek is. We have a tight end to mimic Travis Kelsey, and then we have a really fast guy to mimic Tyree Kill. So I'm just too big and not that fast to be Tyree Kill today. This week. Although I did hear that Scotty Miller said that he's faster. That guy's fast. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I can't really – I'm not saying anything. I think they should race. You know, I think, you know, whoever wins the race is the fastest, but that is a very fast man. I'm sure that you're keeping up with all the Montana State news. What was your thoughts on uh, Coach Choate leaving? Ah, oh, man. I was, uh, I was shocked where I'm happy for him because, you know, I hate to, I hate to see him leave because he, he's going down as a Bozeman legend, legend just for being the greatest four years in a row and how he really changed the program around. But I'm really happy for him because he deserves it. I know he wants to move up in the ranks and eventually be a head coach at the FBS level or even the, the Power 5 level. So I think Texas got a great coach, and I just hope they take advantage of him. And, you know, he's a great guy. And he's he's the man. So but I'm ha- I'm sad to see him leave, but I'm happy for his future. If you're telling your buddies some stories from throughout the year, what are do you have a, a Brady story, Bronx story, or like like some experiences throughout the year? Man, this this happened and it was crazy. Like mm. something that's shareable, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I think Gronk's just a funny guy. Like there's he's just like just his whole vibe is just funny, but. It's nothing like a crazy story. Yeah. He's just a funny man. Like, he is what he is. And then Tom is Tom. But I'm trying to think. You know, like the uh, the, the welcome to the NFL moment? Yes. My first week here, I ran, a, a like, a deep route. And, like, I know I'm fast. But then I was like, hold up. Like, I'm running. And I'm really, like, trying to get past this guy. But this, this guy is, like, a step ahead of me. I'm like. So that's what I learned is that this the NFL is fast and the DBs are very fast. I found out he ran like a a four a four three low low four three if not a four three flat. So I was like, oh yeah, like you know, I learned a valuable lesson. Like I got to get more creative with my routes and it's just everything though. Like that first week when I was here it was just like the DBs, the way everything moves, the speed, the knowledge of the game was so new to me, and I was like quickly I had to change everything up that I planned on having and then, you know, end up playing chess out there instead of checkers. The Browns, right? They had every single receiver had to go down. So they had to bring up all these like practice squad guys. Not that obviously like you're hoping that, you know, guys mm-hmm. get tested positive. So in this year, like, hey, everyone could test positive. I could be playing tomorrow and you, you have no idea. Yeah. I think for me, it's just to stay ready at all times. You know, when it comes to the meeting, really just stay locked in. And don't lose focus just because you haven't played yet or you don't plan on playing. But you just you just have to stay ready at all times. What do you what do you imagine it's going to be like being on the sidelines, kickoff, and I think there's I think you guys are having a decent amount of fans there, probably more than all yeah. season, right? What do you imagine the the energy? I mean, you've watched the Super Bowl your whole life, and now you're going to be right there in the middle of. It. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Um, I think that's though that's a feeling that's going to happen. Like I can't even describe it. I just have to get there. And, like, take it in, then I'll have, like, a kind of, you know, able to say how I really feel. Because I can say it now, but I've never been there, so I really don't know how my feelings are going to be. So, 
Well, Travis, hey, appreciate the time. And uh, hopefully we can talk again in a, a couple weeks or so. And we'll say uh, Travis Johnson, Super Bowl champion. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Thank you for having me. Travis Johnson. What a story. I told the story on Wednesday, but I'm going to tell you again. So many coaches use buzzwords like perseverance, overcoming adversity. You know, we heard that all the time in football. But here's the reality of the situation. Oftentimes when you fall out of favor, you're going to have to find, you're going to have to climb uphill to get back into favor, especially if you're a quarterback. You can get extra reps in practice by going hard as a linebacker or a safety or a running back. But at the quarterback, they need all the reps as the number one guy. So once you're not the number one guy, it's hard to get back in the mix. It's hard to improve. If you're just stuck at number two or three, it's tough. Well, Travis Johnson was the number one dual threat quarterback in the United States of America coming out of Servite High School. He went on visits to Penn State, Alabama, uh, Oregon. I mean, he had 47 offers, most of them power five offers. He commits to Oregon, graduates early, and enrolls at Oregon early, and he's the guy. He's going to be the starting quarterback as the true as a true freshman coming out of spring ball. Well, he breaks his foot. That's the first of three. He then can't get healthy by the time the fall rolls around, so Oregon pivots. Matt Lubick and Scott Frost, the two offensive coaches there at Oregon, I guess Scott Frost had just moved on to Central Florida. But Matt Lubick, who has Montana State ties, he goes and fishes Dakota Prukop out of the pool, gets Dakota Prukop to grad transfer from Montana State to Oregon. Well, then Helfrich is feeling the heat. Mark Helfrich, the head coach, so he goes with Justin Herbert. The rest is history at Oregon. Travis Johnson realizes, I'm not going to beat out Justin Herbert, so he transfers to a junior college. Then Victor Viramontes, who is the number one quarterback in the state of California coming out of high school, he doesn't like it in Michigan or Minnesota. He comes to Riverside Junior College, transfers in ahead of Johnson. So now Johnson's the number two quarterback at a JC. He ends up at Montana State. He breaks his foot again. He can't find his way to the quarterback battle. Switches to wide receiver. Never bellyaches. Never never complains. Goes all in and on coaching, or excuse me, on uh, playing special teams. And here he is now on a practice squad for a team that might win the Super Bowl. What a story. Love cover him and uh, wish him the best of luck this weekend. His Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Thanks to Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television for that great interview. Back after this, take you into your weekend. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, We want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Hey, Nuana's now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. We're also on TV. Hey, everybody. Watching on statewide television on SWX Montana. If you missed anything in the show, please go check it out on the podcast. You can go to Tell Nuana's or Nuana's now. Either one will come up in your podcast populator. We're working on the metadata, as the techies would call it. Uh, We don't... we, We want the previous episodes to be able to exist, especially some of the stuff we've done over the last year, particularly because 
we got some stuff coming up where we need to submit some of that stuff um, for awards, etc. And uh, but also Nuanas now works too. So basically, the best way you to do it is go N U A N E Z. Bam, that'll get you to either Two Tell Nuanas or Nuanas now for the podcast channel. Please rate, review, subscribe. Great show today, Brooks Nuanas. Stop by not once but twice to analyze the NFL with us in uh, the first hour and to break down Jeff Choate on his way to Texas in the opening at Montana State. Leading candidate for the Montana State job has emerged. Go check out SkylineSportsMT.com for the whole scoop. We also gave you a breakdown of all Big Sky Conference basketball that was played in the state of Montana. The Grizzlies won in overtime. The Bobcats lost in the shootout. The Montana State women doubled up Weaver State. The Lady Grizz are reeling. They've lost three, four in a row now. Excuse me, three in a row now. Uh, and all four of those teams back in action tomorrow. So we'll have full recaps of those as well on Monday. The podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Second hour, we also had some great stuff too. Brooks Nuanez on Jeff Choate leaving, of course, but also Travis Johnson, a practice squad wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a proud Montana State alum. This is how you know that it's actually stuff's going on. It makes me so happy because we've been in this barren wasteland of no sporting news for so long during this pandemic. And we've been making it happen. I, I actually am very proud of what we've been able to do both here at ESPN Missoula and SkylineSportsMT.com. But now, this last couple of weeks, it's just been like, bam, hit it. You're sprinting. So here we are with a minute to go in the week on Nuanas now. And we buried the lead that a lot of people are probably worried about or that are interested in. The Grizz have a football game on the schedule. Montana football will host Central Washington on April 10th at Washington Grizzly Stadium. We've talked about the modified spring schedule. Montana's got one on the docket. I promise you, Central Washington will uh, they'll be a competitive Division II team. I don't know where they're at in terms of full-on talent, but... My first job out of college was in Ellensburg, Washington, covering Central Washington, and they were dang good. They have a lot of advantages in terms of being able to take transfers. Ellensburg's a great town, a great college town, so they can get high-level talent. I mean, like when I was there, they had Power 5 starters on their defense at six of the 11 positions. They also had Mike Riley, who's been in the CFL for a long time. They were really, really, really good. So, Central Washington... Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia when you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore. You can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.